The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. Your hosts are Becky Olson and Sharon Hennepin. Our show is here to help breast cancer patients, survivors, their friends and family with the resources, support, and inspiration they can use right now. Here are your hosts, Sharon and Becky. Welcome to our show. My name is Sharon Hennepin, and I'm a 22-year breast cancer survivor and one of the co-founders of Breast Friends. And I'm Becky Olson. I'm a three-time breast cancer survivor and the other co-founder of Breast Friends. Sharon and I truly understand the benefit of humor and how it relates to improved healing. And today, we're going to talk a lot about the importance of humor, share some of our funny, pretty crazy stories, and help you discover ways you can laugh in the face of all this craziness. We all know that cancer isn't funny, but they're are really, truly funny moments. Absolutely. And to kick us off today, we actually have a guest on our show, Melissa Hopkins. Melissa is a registered nurse who's been working in the women's health care for over 20 years. She currently works in uh, for Vancouver Clinic in Vancouver, Washington. And uh, uh, we have the pleasure of working with her for many years as a patient advocate and as an ambassador for Breast Friends. She's an compassionate woman, funny, and really understands the role of humor in healing. Yes, she does. Throughout her career um, and her life and experience, Melissa has maintained the need for compassion and the use of humor as an important part of the healing process. Melissa, welcome to our show. Oh, thank you. It's nice to talk with you, Becky, and you, Sharon. Well, we're so glad to have you here. You know, when we talked about who's going to be our first guest, Sharon and I were reminiscing about that time that the three of us went to the National Consortium of Breast Centers conference down in Vegas. And we were talking about that time we were all up in my in my room. And you said something so, I can't even remember what it was now, but it was so funny. We started laughing so, so hard. I thought I was going to wet myself. <laughs> but you were, you're just a naturally funny lady. But you also have such an insight into this world of cancer and how relating to patients. So you were just the perfect guest for our our show on humor. So thanks again for joining us. Absolutely. And so tell me about your sister. I think there's a a story there. Um, Well, as a nurse and as a navigator uh, helping people through this process, um, I draw, of course, on my life experience as well as my education uh, many years ago, I took my eight-year-old sister uh, to a wide-open field. Uh, we were going to fly kites. We'd done that frequently. But when we got there, she threw her coat down on the ground. As she was running down, trying her first attempt to get the kite into the air, she ran and she tripped on her coat. She broke her arm in the fall, and of course, oh, wow. I ran to her. Ow. I know. Ouch. And uh, naturally, she was crying and hollering and adding that she really felt stupid. I said, oh, you are a clever girl. 
she asked why she was clever. And I said, in a huge open flat field, there was only one place to trip and you nailed it. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. That's hilarious. Yeah. Talk about taking a situation and turning it around, right? (laughs) Well, and in the process, she laughed and I laughed. And of course, she was still in pain, but we drove uh, to the hospital. And I knew at that exact moment that well-placed humor would always be a part of my work, my life, and understanding that humor can be as soft as a smile or as large as a belly laugh. And the importance in it, um, hopefully, as we go through uh, talking about it on this show, um, you know, will help help enlighten how that works. Absolutely. Well, thank you for sharing that story. Yeah. (laughs) So, Melissa, tell us about, um, well, you and I spent some time together doing something a little bit crazy down in, in Arizona. And I know that's kind of a story that that you and I have sort of bonded over. Why don't you tell that story? Because I think it's hilarious, actually. (laughs) I would love to tell the story. Uh, Yes, we were at a retreat. Uh, It was for survivors, and I had the great honor of being invited to come as a nurse so and a navigator. Uh, that meant that I was able to connect with people on different levels. And I knew uh, Becky and Sharon uh, for some time uh, prior to that, but we really didn't have a strong connectedness. As we uh, started the different things that they had to offer, one was a rock wall, and it became a, uh, well, I'll do it if you try it. And so <laughs> I, I I did. I tried climbing up the wall, and um, my goal was to get to the sunshine before the sun set because there was a distinct (laughs) line between the shadow and the light, Um, but I didn't anticipate that that would be moving faster than me. (laughs) But you did good. You kept up with that. (laughs) Well, with your encouragement, Becky. I'm down on the ground. It's easy from the ground. (laughs) (laughs) Go, Melissa. (laughs) You're almost there. Keep going. I finally did touch the sunlight, and I came down being barely, very fulfilled, but then it was your turn. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> I had a different experience. <laughs> yeah, I, I, had a, I really struggled getting up that wall. Um, I think I finally made it up, I don't know, I think my hands were maybe five feet above the ground, and I think my <laughs> bottom foot was about two feet above the ground, <laughs> and I got stuck. I could not go another another step further and I was shaking and and I thought oh this is so embarrassing and then Melissa says do you remember what you said Melissa I said I got it Becky just stay right where you are and I (laughs) laid down on my back Mm -hmm. aimed the camera upwards and got a great picture of you way up there at least by all appearances (laughs) on, on the rock wall Oh my God, I'll never forget that day. And then you came up from the ground and they lowered me. It took me about a second and a half, I think, to get down. And then you showed me the picture and my gosh, it looked like I was way up there. And I, we laughed and oh, it was just... It was, like you said, that connectiveness, you know, that you just have with people. And But, you know, the thing is that's interesting about that, it's all about perspective, right? It is. It is. You know, from your perspective, you felt like you were failing. Yeah. You felt like you were not really accomplishing exactly. 
exactly what you had set out to do. Yep. But from from Melissa's perspective, mm-hmm. laying on the ground with that <laughs> that camera, sh- you know, looking up into the sky, you looked like you were way up there. I know, and it's just so Melissa. That I'm so glad you wanted to talk about that this morning because you know, even though I remember the story, it's not one of the things that I remember telling very often. So thank you because that really it really does go to to talk about you know just the way we look at things and. One, and one looks, yeah, one person looks at mm-hmm. it as as horrible, and another person looks at it as a complete success, or exactly. at least a funny moment. So, yeah. so Melissa, talk to us a little bit about connectiveness and you know being connected to people. What is, what does that mean to you? Well, I think that one thing that most research misses, um, and maybe that's because it's intangible, but that's how humor brings this connectedness. Um, it's an instant bond, and in my case, I work with patients. Um, as a caregiver, and at least for that moment, when you can connect with some humor, that that humor gets the eye contact, it touches the heart, um, and in that sense, it's regardless regardless of what's going to happen with the cancer. Everything's okay for that moment, and mm-hmm. it's those moments that get us through those darkest of times. Boy, no kidding. And sometimes that's when you feel the most vulnerable, mm-hmm. but that's when you can laugh too, right? Yep. yep. Yeah, and having someone to laugh with makes it all the oh, more fun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and someone to actually document this and blackmail you with paper. <laughs> she wasn't yeah. really that high up that rock wall. <laughs> oh, well, I wasn't going to tell anyone, Becky. That. <laughs> no, that's a fun story. So, so yeah. So you've got you know we know you have a ton of experience in working with patients and and Melissa. One of the reasons to you know we've known you like Sharon said in your intro. We've known you for many years and you know we did a video a long time ago um that's actually on our website still and there's a little segment on there of you talking about when patients come in to the office and you're meeting with them for the first time and you're sharing some of your resource books and videos and things with them something about the the ones who will reach up on the shelf and take the book that you have on humor those are the patients that you um see the greatest success you know, healing and all. Can you kind of tell us a little bit more about that? Well, it was a new startup navigation program uh, at one of the hospitals I worked for. And uh, the hospital was absolutely brand new. And several of the books that I had on the shelf, well, it was still a growing and in progress. But one that I had up there was your book, Becky, um, about oh. the hat. Mm-hmm. And we had, <laughs> we had several of them there. And um, when I would bring the patients around, we didn't charge we, for the books. We just loaned them. And I knew that as they were taking these books off the shelf to check them out, that when they grabbed for the ones with humor or, you know, the hat book, that, uh, that this patient was going to do very well. Um, they were able to realize uh, the importance of being able to find those moments. And uh, I know it was going to help them a lot in their journey. That's great. That's awesome. And thanks for giving them my book, too. I had no idea that you did that. <laughs> I actually didn't set you up for that, did I? <laughs> no, you, That's you cool. did not, definitely. <laughs> Thank you. So how does it affect stress and just coping well, there's a lot of documented positive reasons for humor. 
And, of course, I'm talking about appropriate humor. There can also be humor used inappropriately. As a caregiver, as a nurse, as a navigator, or even as a friend, I look for those times when humor can be injected or accept the humor from a patient, and uh, we, we use that. Uh, to make that connectedness. But as for stress, patients are healthier mentally. Um, I have a patient, uh, well, several patients, uh, one in particular who was diagnosed at the same time as another patient. One patient had difficulty accepting the prescribed treatment, the diagnosis, there was no humor, there was no balance, Um, whereas the other patient asked if she would be able to go walking in the mountains on a trail following the biopsy, a secondary biopsy that we had to do. And the difference is that either one is going to be able to get through this, but how well they go through it and how well they fare once everything is done, um, there's a vast difference. And so the mental health is important. Oh, my gosh. The mental piece of this puzzle is so, so important. I I can attest to that for sure. And doesn't it even increase your energy? And, I mean, it just really, because it gets your endorphins going and... Good old belly laugh. Yeah. (laughs) You know, so it can make a big difference for sure. Well, I tend to be a belly lapper, which is why I have a mute button on my phone. <laughs> no, no muting allowed. <laughs> we want to hear that laugh. Yes, we do. I think everyone on the, that's listening to us wants to hear that laugh, too. So, Melissa, what else do you, do you feel or find important when you're talking to a patient about, you know, kind of recapturing their humorous, their, their moments, how to laugh. I mean, there's, there's so many ways we can laugh, you know, in the face of all of this. Do you have any great ideas? We have about four minutes um, left until the break. So if there are, you know, a couple thoughts in particular or any more stories you have to share um, that could really bring this home for us, we'd really love to hear a little bit more. So, oh, so keep going. Oh, and wait, before you, before you go, let me, let me give out the um, 800 number because if anybody wants to call in and it has a question for Melissa, um, let's, let's go ahead and, and give that out. So our number here and you, for a question for Melissa or for Sharon or me is um, 1-866-472-5792. And go ahead and call in and we'll, we'll bring you on the line with, with Melissa while, if, if you do it before the break. So again, 866-472-5792. All right, Melissa, carry on. Sure. Well, remember that laughter doesn't just bring clinicians and the patients closer, but it's an important thing for the family and friends as well. It helps to not lock them out of that very important time in their life. Shared laughs are as important as shared pain. There are better outcomes regardless of the cancer path. And I think that the main point is to keep finding opportunities to open um, conversation and uh, discussions and allow humor in. Um, Sometimes they think if they laugh, they're not taking things serious enough. And friends don't want to laugh for fear of hurting their feelings. I personally do not initiate the humor, but I do leave the door open. Uh, One particular instance is where I had just come back from a little party and I had silly string in my hair that I didn't (laughs) see. (laughs) 
The patient so kindly pointed it out, and we had a good laugh over that. And, you know, and again, it started that connectedness, the opening of trust. Um, Sometimes it's the first time they've laughed since they started that cancer journey, and it felt great for them. To be able to let I'm that go. S- still curious how you landed with silly string in your hair. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. Office party. <laughs> yeah, o- only Melissa would put herself in front of a can of that stuff, but whatever. <laughs> hey, spray me. <laughs> well, I, I, I did some damage myself, too. But <laughs> oh, good. Glad to hear it. You weren't the only recipient, huh? <laughs> Not you know, at all. Actually, I- Melissa, we do have a caller on the line. Um, this and this is kind of cool. You know, I love social media, right? It's mm-hmm. it's really cool. And and if we end up going a little bit over, it's okay because we can bring you back at the end of the break if we need to. But we have a caller. Um, her name is Holly from Indiana, and Holly and I actually met over LinkedIn. And um, we've just been connecting, and she sounds like a delightful woman, and I just can't wait to actually hear her voice for the first time. So, Holly, welcome to the show. Thanks for calling. Hi, Becky. How are you? I'm so good. How are you? I am doing great. Good, good. So we still have Melissa on the line with us, so I don't know if you have a question for Melissa or comments or your own perspective Um, on this. Yes, I just have a comment. Um, you are so right on with everything you are saying. I am a double mastectomy breast cancer survivor. I am a right below the knee amputee, and I am also a survivor of 20, over 20 years of domestic violence. You oh have to wow. laugh. You have wow. to laugh. You yeah. have yeah. to. Yeah. It's, it's not... Um, I I had a doctor one time. I said, what can I do? They wrote a script for depression medicine, anxiety medicine. I went, no, I'm not taking it. They said, wow. you don't understand. I said, you don't understand. This is my body. I need to get through this. And I want to come through it as healthy as possible. And the more you put in my body, the more my liver and my body has to siphon out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is true. Something and and I understand um, the post traumatic stress syndrome and all of that. I and you know I'm not I'm not degrading or belittling any journey that anybody goes through, not at all. But you get to a point that the fear is so paralyzing that you have no clue what tomorrow is going to bring. Mm-hmm. There were times I would not reach out to others because of that. And, sure. and and not only that, you just didn't want to hear, and they all met very well, you know, they just don't know what to do to help you, and and sometimes the words come out wrong, which you're battling your own battles in your head, so you just don't want to be, you, you forget about you, and you become a support system to your circle. Yeah. And yeah. Um, so there were times... Like with my breast cancer journey, uh, there were only a couple of people, a handful of people that knew me, knew what I was going through because I just did not want the negativity from the others. And not that it was met on purpose, but you do get it. And uh, so I would, I would say to my sister, she said, what do you want to do? I said, I need a funny movie. Give Perfect. me a funny movie. Perfect. And you, you have to go find it because sometimes 
you isolate yourself and a lot of the the people that I connect with and that I help in their journeys have to do with some pretty traumatic things, you know. So many of them I call my my silent sufferers because they don't reach out. And many yeah, that that's, you that's so that you come Go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say that's so true, Holly. And the thing is, we have to actually purposefully look for the positive yeah. or or yeah. the funny. Yeah. Because and sometimes during it's not those, that obvious. And know? during those dark moments, unfortunately, it is it's not, you know, yeah. uh obvious to yeah. us. And so we really do need to actually look for it and then, you know, go on. So so, you know, we're right. actually going to take a break. So, Holly, thank you for calling in. Maybe what, if we do a show on overcoming adversity, you've been through it, girl. So maybe we'll have you back on as a guest <laughs> in that. Yeah, ma'am. That's a good point. Thank you. Thank yeah. you for letting me speak. You're thank welcome. You. And, Melissa, we'd like to keep you on the line for a couple more minutes after we get back from the break. So um, can you do that with us? You think you can stay with us for a few? Absolutely. I'd love okay. to. Okay. All right, so while we're at break, please be thinking about what you want to ask Melissa or some funny story, how you survived your journey. Call us at 866-472-5792, and we'll be back in a couple minutes. Thanks. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health & Wellness. Every day, you hear so much about different aspects of the health and wellness field. One day, you hear one thing, and the next day, you hear something that contradicts what you heard the day before. How do you know what's right? Try tuning in to The Cutting Edge of Health and Wellness today with Dr. Neil Nathan. Our goal is to educate and explore this field with guest experts in order to help you take control of your health and well-being. Listen Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Health and Wellness. Thank you for listening today. Breast Friends needs your support. We rely on donations to keep our doors open and to keep this radio program alive. Please consider making a tax-deductible donation to Breast Friends. You can visit us at breastfriends.org. You can also like us on Facebook at Breast Friends of Oregon. Be sure to tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time for Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. Visit breastfriends.org and contribute today. Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health and Wellness. You are tuned into Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. To reach the program today, please call us at 1 866 472 5792. Again, that's 1 866 472 5792. You may also send an email to Becky at breastfriends.org. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. We're talking about the importance of humor and healing with our guest, Melissa Hopkins. We um, had asked Melissa to stay on for a few more minutes so she could recap um, what her kind of defining moments are with with her patients and humor. So we want to make sure we're inviting our callers, 866-472-5792, in case you have something you want to um, talk about as far as a, a funny moment in cancer. So, Melissa? Yes, thank you for having me back. 
Um, we were talking about just some of the main points, and the main points is there are always things that we can find that are humorous, share in, connect in, grow in, and if we can't make uh, the next two weeks better, we can make that moment better. And we do that in a large part by humor and finding the humor and being there to respond to the humor. And what I found is that oftentimes we need to know it's okay to cry. It's okay to laugh. And everything that falls in between Sometimes we just need the permission to do that, and that's part of what I do. And thankfully, and thankfully for breast friends, that's a lot of what you do, too. Absolutely. It's so, so important. Just changing their perspective just a little bit Mm -hmm. makes all the difference, just like that photograph, right? Yes. (laughs) Just like that photograph. Well, Melissa, thank you so much for being on with us um, today and sharing your expertise and your experience. And um, we will look forward to seeing you soon. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much, Melissa. All right. Have a wonderful day. Thanks, Bye-bye. you too. All righty. Well, there's so much written on humor. Um, I really love the quote by Paul McGee. It really supports everything Melissa was talking about. When, he, when laughter is shared, it binds people together and increases happiness and intimacy. Laughter also triggers healthy physical changes in the body. Humor and laughter strengthen our immune system, boost your energy, diminish pain, and protects you from the damaging effects of stress. Best of all, it's priceless. Medicine is free, um, fun, and easy to use. And the thing is, it's really important. Your sense of humor is one of the most powerful tools that we have to make certain that your daily mood and emotional state supports good health. So this is, again, um, if you're interested in talking about this, please give us a call at one 866 472 5792. And we actually do have a caller on the oh, line. Wonderful. Kelly from Pennsylvania. Take a guess who that might be. All right. Yay. <laughs> Hi, Kelly. Hi, ladies. Hi. Hey, so, why don't you introduce much? yourself? Because this is exciting that you're on the call. Well, I've actually been listening to um, the radio cast. Uh, this is Kelly from Breast Friends of Pennsylvania. Yay. Yay. Glad call, you're and here. I was so enjoying um, this segment about humor and boy, it is so important in our journey. And, uh, you know, our ladies here in PA just really love to laugh. And I know how important that is, you know, when we're working with people, but as survivors, as we're going through a journey as well. So well done, ladies. Thank Thank you. you. Do you have a particular funny story you want to pass on either from your journey or one of your ladies? Well, the, the one that I was actually thinking about it as I was listening to you guys and the one that came to mind was when I was having um, surgery done, um, at one point I was injected with like a blue dye, and I remember coming out of the surgery, and for those people who don't know my face, I'm very pale, I'm a redhead, and I remember the nurse saying to me, don't be alarmed if you look blue, um, <laughs> because you're so fair, and you may pee blue and all these things. So I thought, well, when I get home, I'll be like a science experiment for my boys. And, of course, you know, my my um, urine looked kind of like uh, 
the Bahamas. It was so blue and clear. And, you know, we kind of laughed about that. But I remember going on my Facebook page and changing my profile picture to Smurfette. And, uh, <laughs> At least you didn't pay, take a picture of the pee. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> funny. That's Oh, that's my boys really loved that. Um, but I, I, put feeling, I put something like to the effect of feeling a little blue today. And I meant it oh. very tongue-in-cheek. <laughs> And I was surprised how many people took it seriously. And I thought, you know, really, you have to laugh and lighten up because that's really what gets you through. It is. No question about it. Well, Kelly, how long ago were you diagnosed? And when can you tell a little bit about your journey and then maybe even how you got interested in starting an affiliate in Pennsylvania? Oh, sure. Um, Well, I was actually diagnosed on my son's 10th birthday. I just hit my five-year Mark in November. He turned 15 and I turned five. (laughs) And um, so um, my friend Vivian and I, we worked together um, for years. She's also a cancer survivor. And we we both had a passion for really wanting to give back to other women. We were very fortunate in our journey in that, you know, we had a lot of good support. And we looked around and saw that not every woman has that. And so when we heard about Breast Friends, you know, just the mission of the organization just spoke to me tremendously, just helping women through the trauma of cancer one friend at a time. And that's really how we get through with our friends and with laughter and just the support of people around us. And it's been an amazing journey. We're embarking on our fourth year here. We're so proud of, of you. Friend. I can't wait to come do the Thriving Beyond yep. here in April. I'm so excited to do oh, that. We're so, we're so excited to have you come. I know our ladies are going to look forward to it. So... That'll be great. But I don't want to take up too much time. I just wanted to call in. Um, like oh. I said, humor is such an amazing topic, and this is such a great venue to reach out to other women. So well done, ladies. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Honey. You guys have a great day, and we'll be talking to you again soon. Very so, soon. Thanks. Okay. And okay, so I know humor Bye. has always been a big part of Becky's journey and her success. So um, I know you've got some defining moments you want to share <laughs> about humor. So please do that now, Becky. I do. And thank you, Sharon. Um, so when I went through my journey, I think, you know, we all experience different parts of it differently. And for me, the hair loss thing was just huge. And you know, here I was. Um, and that's not funny. No, it's not funny. <laughs> You're going there's, through it. There's not a darn funny thing about it, right? Ah, no. So here I am getting ready to lose my hair. And I, I remember when, one time I was, um, when I was sitting on my couch, I was picturing this, this hair loss. You know, and here I was. Um, I, I don't consider myself overweight. I'm just too short. <laughs> just need to be a little taller. About stretch six it out. four, right? Yeah, six four. <laughs> I'm perfect weight for about a six foot guy, but you know. Anyway, so I was picturing myself kind of, you know, looking like that. And then I'm approaching middle age. I figure middle age is always about 20 years from where you are right now, no matter <laughs> what that is. And now I was going to be bald. And it really, it really frightened me actually quite a bit. So, you know, there's some, some funny stories along the way where my daughter tried to turn me into a blonde and, you know, that didn't quite work out right. But that, that's okay. It was a funny moment. But the, but the real defining moment for me, um, I think, in really recapturing humor was, about when I started, actually, when I finally lost my hair, I went to a restaurant one day with some friends, and I was going to have lunch with them. And so I put this scarf on over my bald head. And, you know, when you see a woman with a scarf and a bald head, what do you think? Oh, she's got cancer, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. 
So then I thought I'd trick them all, and I put a hat on over the scarf, over the bald head, and it was 95 degrees out, so I was really blistering hot. So anyway, I'm at this restaurant, and as I'm walking past this table, these two ladies sitting at the table, one of them nudged her friend and said out loud so I could hear it, she said, oh, that poor thing, I'll bet she's got cancer. Mm. And I I wanted to just drop my tray and walk out of the restaurant at that moment because, you know, that is not who I am in life. I don't want to be seen as that poor thing. Nobody does. No. And so I went back to my table and I know they didn't mean anything by it. And and I'm sure she didn't even mean for me to hear it, but I did hear it. So I went back to the table and I said to my friends, you know, I'm not going to go out in public again until my hair grows back. And I had nine months of chemo, so I knew it would be a while. And um, so I told him that you'd have to come see me if you want to. Well, one day, so I was home for about a month, and I really hadn't gone anywhere. I had just stayed home. And, you know, the, there's a challenge with doing that. Hmm. My husband would go to the grocery store, mm-hmm. and he'd come home with something for dinner. Right. Ice cream, potato chips, <laughs> beer. <laughs> and it's like, okay, what's for dinner? Uh, so we'd have to start over again. But anyway, so, but we did that for a month. And then one day my friend showed up at my door. Her name is Patty. And she showed up at my door and she said, I have a gift for you. And I said, what is it? And she says, well, you have to promise me you'll take it with a sense of humor. And it was something that her husband had found, but he was afraid to give it to me. (laughs) So he made his wife do it. And so Patty's standing there with this thing inside of a bag. So I said, I promise. And I took it from her and I opened up the bag and inside was something that made my 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 cheeks flush and I felt this lump in the back of my throat and for the first time I felt a sense of joy and when I opened up the bag I mean it was it was this crazy hat that had it was a little white baseball cap with stick figures of bald-headed people on it and right on the front it said no hair day mm-hmm. and I'd seen bad hair day hats right, but I had right. never seen a no hair day hat And I ran in the bathroom, and I took off my scarf, and I put the hat on. And honestly, Sharon, for the first time since all this had happened, I actually laughed at at myself, and I smiled back at the reflection in the mirror. Felt good, didn't it? It felt wonderful. Mm -hmm. And so it changed everything for me. The next day I got up, I went to the grocery store. I actually bought real groceries, and, you know, we had a wonderful time. And and people were smiling at me and giving me the thumbs up and— and this woman at the grocery store that, that was behind the counter, she looked at my hat and she said, you know, it, I love your hat. You've got such a great attitude. And I said, well, it's the hat, you know. So we, she said, where did you get it? My mom's going through cancer right now. And so I took it off in the middle of the store. Of the store. We're reading the label on it because she wanted to order one, but I didn't know where it came from. So, but I remember that very moment. Because, you know, how we always talk about how things happen for a reason, and right? And defining moments. Yeah, and mm-hmm. a defining moment for me was right then when that lady told me that she would love to have one for her mom. I thought, boy, wouldn't it be cool if I had a trunk, you know, trunk full of these in my car? I could just give them to people. Right. So four years later, when we started Breast Friends, yep. that story stayed with me. Mm-hmm. All those years, four years of just, you know. And so I remember you and I got online and we're trying to find those hats and yeah. we couldn't find them. Mm-mm. So one day I was telling this story up at an event up in Longview, Washington. And this beautiful lady named Joe Jeffrey came up to us afterwards and said, I'm a graphic artist. If I designed some images for you, would you like them? And then you could make your own hats. Perfect. So we did. We went out and and we raised a little bit of money. We got the hats embroidered with these adorable images. They're not that hat, but it's okay. Um, But But there are hats. There there are (laughs) hats. Yes, they are. (laughs) And we now give those out to women all over the country. They're they're little embroidered baseball caps. It's got a little image of a bald-headed woman and 
there's two of them. One of them has a little rabbit sticking out behind her neck, mm-hmm. and it says, has anyone seen my hair? H-A-R-E. Right. And then the other one is just the bald-headed woman, and it says, temporarily bald, permanently beautiful. And we have those hats now, and we give them out free of charge to women all over the country. Um, if you're interested in a hat, just get on into our website, breastfriends.org, and you can reach us through there. And there is, I think there's a hat order form there on is. there. There is, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You can pick your color with pink and teal. But, but the point is, is that little moment that my friend did for me, it was a little thing to her, little thing to her, because I've praised her over and over again. And to her, it was a little thing. But it's the little things in life that make the difference. Absolutely. And I love this quote from Mother Teresa, and that is that, you know, it's not that we do great things. It's that we do small things with great love. Absolutely. And that hat was given to me with great love. And now it's turned into our hat project. And we give out, I mean, I don't know And how don't many. forget your book. Oh, oh, yeah. Thank you. In fact, Melissa, bless her heart, actually referred to it. Right. Um, I ended up writing a book called The Hat That Saved My Life. And and that's that's my book. And it's I have, it's on Kindle now, too, by the way. So it's only four ninety nine. But anyway, it's the little things that lead to really big things sometimes. And you just never know what's going to happen. So, you know, we do actually have a caller on the line. And so we're going to go ahead and bring her on, but then we're probably going to have to take a break and keep her on. So, so Yvonne, welcome to the show. Thanks for hanging in there. I know you had to listen to all that, but thanks for for being on the show with us. Hi, Yvonne. Oh, gosh, you're so welcome. And I can hear that story, Becky, over and over again, because (laughs) it resonates so true with me, too. It's, it's, a wonderful testimony to, to how we can laugh our way through this terrible yeah. diagnosis. Yeah, absolutely. So what's going on with you, girl? Well, I've just been sitting here enjoying listening to your show, and, and I have to say it, it kind of brought up a lot of memories in my cancer journey. I'm a five-year survivor, and um, you know, sort of went through the, I always tell people I'd had the full meal deal. I went through everything from the chemotherapy to radiation and a double mastectomy, and, you know, with that comes you know, so many new and just terrifying things that happen to you. That, you know, if you don't find a little bit of humor in some of these, it's, it's just going to gobble you up whole. And I kind of have a natural tendency to, to, to find the humor in things. So yes, I was always do. looking for those little <laughs> nuggets out there. <laughs> Much to the embarrassment of my friends and family, I, I could tell more than a few good boob jokes over the years. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell us at least one. Yeah, tell Come us, on, one. Give, us give us a good one here, I'm going to tell you another story that that's, uh, it, it was one of my favorites that I, I always look back on this time as, probably being a little bit scary. Uh, I, when I had had my mastectomy, uh, you know, you people who don't know about it, the particular procedure is they put these, um, for lack of a better description, soccer balls into your chest cavity to uh, give you the impression that you have breasts that are going to be then inflated <laughs> to the size that you want them to be. And they call them expanders. And, you know, just the whole idea of having this thing, you know, first of all, having the mastectomy and then having these things put into your body. And, you know, it's just a very scary process. And the first time I went in to 
have my quote-unquote fill. Um, I, I used to tell my husband I, I was going in for my Build-A-Boob appointment. <laughs> and, <laughs> Instead of Build-A-Bear, Build-A-Boob. I, yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I, I thought, oh, you know, you go in and you have no idea what they're going to do, and it's, it's very intimidating. And, and my, my plastic surgeon was this, this wonderful woman, and, and she and I, you know, we're sitting there, and she, she says, okay, so now here's what we're going to do. And she brings out this thing, and I'm not kidding you. It is a foot long, and it has this huge long needle on it and this syringe at the end of it. And she says, now we're just going to place this into the little section that we've created that then we're going to fill the breast area, the, the expander. And all I can think of is, Dang it, if that doesn't look just like the turkey infuser I use at Thanksgiving. Well, it's kind of the same idea. It is kind of, <laughs> you know. And, and we, we sat there, and I, I told her that, and I said, what I want to know is, did the turkey infuser come from a woman who was having this done, who went, you know, that would work on my turkey, or <laughs> vice versa? Did some oh, plastic great. surgeon down the line have a turkey infuser and say, you know, this would work for this? So we had a really good laugh on a day that, you know, was obviously a little intimidating. And yeah. when I got through with my, my fill process uh, about a month later, um, she gifted me one of the turkey infusers. <laughs> And on that note, <laughs> Yvonne, that is hilarious. And, and that's just a good example. So, you know, Yvonne, we actually have to take a little break. And I would, sure. do you want to stay on the line with us when we come back? Or do you have to go you run bet. somewhere? You're going to no, stay, with I'll stay here okay, for a few cool. minutes, you bet. All right, cool. Okay, so with that, we are going to take, uh, take a little short break. And we want to invite you to call us at 866-472-5792. And we'll be back in a couple minutes. Step into a healthier you. Voice America Health & Wellness. Thank you for listening today. Breast Friends needs your support. We rely on donations to keep our doors open and to keep this radio program alive. Please consider making a tax-deductible donation to Breast Friends. You can visit us at breastfriends.org. You can also like us on Facebook at Breast Friends of Oregon. Be sure to tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time for Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. Visit breastfriends.org and contribute today. Explore the power of natural healing with Howard Strauss. Join us each week for an informative program that will help you learn effective healing methods using natural remedies. Howard's guests include top researchers, authors, and experts who will share their views on a variety of natural products and healing methods that really work. Tune in to The Power of Natural Healing with Howard Strauss, Mondays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Ouch! What do you think of when you think of dental procedures? Well, when you think about it, the teeth and the rest of the body are strongly connected. What happens in one part affects the other. In the Tooth Body Connection with host Dr. Don Ewing, we'll explain more about these concepts as well as discuss the role that your teeth play in your overall health. You'll learn about amalgams and how removing them the wrong way can be toxic to your body. 
Tune in Fridays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health and Wellness. Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health and Wellness. You are tuned in to Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. To reach the program today, please call us at 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to becky at breastfriends.org. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. We're talking about the importance of humor and healing We'd love to hear from you if you have a funny story, so give us a call. Um, we still have uh, Yvonne on the line with us. Yvonne? Hi. Hi <laughs> Welcome back. Thanks for hanging in there with us. So, I'm still laughing about my turkey infuser. Oh, yeah. I know. That's <laughs> great. If you missed that story, you got to go back and listen to the beginning Absolutely. of the show. Absolutely. That was in the archives. It was great. That was a cute one. So um, just, a, just maybe a couple of uh, moments left to um, maybe recap how important humor was to you. Gosh, you know, I think uh, regardless of whether you're going through uh, cancer or any other situation in life that's challenging, if you can find humor in the situation, you're going to find a way to get through. And you know, we always talk about thriving beyond as an um, opportunity to get past your cancer, but I also think during the process you have to thrive beyond the pain and beyond the, the trauma that you're going through as much as you can, and just finding those little nuggets. I used to call, um, there were times when I would be by myself, and I always felt they were sort of those times in between treatments when I'd try to find the little little bits and pieces of my journey that made me smile. And whether that was a funny story or, you know, people who had had these amazing, like Becky, I had amazing acts of kindness from strangers and friends alike that just made me smile. And smiling is the best medicine. So, you know, the more you do that, the more you're going to get through. You bet. And not everybody has to do the belly laugh. You know, it starts with <laughs> oh. a smile, doesn't it? You know, you can't you can't be in a really dark place if you're smiling at, you know, out to the world all the time. So it's a good thing. Absolutely. And Yvonne well, mentioned thriving me. beyond. And I just wanted to let you know that in two weeks, we're going to be doing a, a program on thriving beyond cancer. And I'm going to be out of town. So Yvonne is actually going to be in the studio with Sharon. And she Absolutely. will be the co-host that day. And you Yay. guys are in for a real treat. <laughs> and they'll be talking a lot about the Thriving Beyond Cancer program that, that Breast Friends owns. Sharon actually created the materials. She facilitates it beautifully. And every woman who's ever been through cancer deserves to go to either a Thriving Beyond retreat or a workshop at least once in their life. If you're on the East Coast, you might want to give our Pennsylvania affiliate a call because Sharon will be out there pretty soon doing that. And um, and then we'll be, we're going to be doing one here in Oregon in March. April 1st and April. 2nd. April 1st I'll be and there 2nd. in Pennsylvania. Oh, Pennsylvania, doing April, and then March. You've got one here. Mm-hmm. We have uh, a March. retreat the 11th, 12th, and 13th of openings? March. Yeah, stuff? we still okay. do have a couple, a couple. of openings. Okay. Yeah. So it's something worth definitely considering. It's a beautiful program. The women walk away from there with a 
wonderful vision of the future, and we're going to talk about it in detail in the next couple of weeks. So, so Yvonne, thanks for agreeing to be on as a co-host during that show, and thanks again for calling in today. So we really appreciate it. Well, thank it. you for inviting me, and uh, my gosh, um, thanks again for everything you ladies are doing. This is just incredible, and you've become my Friday morning Happy place. This is Yay, good. I'm glad so, we can do that for, for you. All you women out there who are listening, and if there's um, you know any opportunity for you to tune back in, you know we'll be sharing lots of things over the next few weeks, and I know you're going to come away from this show with as much joy as you need on your journey. So I look forward to being a part of that. But you girls continue your great job, and I'll see you soon. Thanks, all right, fun. Yvonne. Thank you. So you know <laughs> one of the things. Thanks. One of the things that people ask us all the time is, so how do you find opportunities to laugh? How do you do that if you're, you know, you don't, maybe you live alone or whatever. What do you do? Well, I, I got me a pet. <laughs> I got me a little dog. I call him Mr. So Swayze. True. He's my little therapy dog. And he is so funny. He makes me laugh just watching him. He's a little 10 or he's 12 pounds now. He's gained two pounds since I got him. Well, good. But he's doing good. But, you know, if you can watch funny movies. Um, I know last time I shared a little story about my friend Patty, same one who gave me the hat. She would call me every Friday morning and we would look at our newspapers and decide what movie we wanted to go see. And we would get there at the first showing at noon or whatever time it was. And we always tried to find something that had some humor to it. And the whole point of being there was just that we could be together, we could bond, we could laugh at the same moments. And or not. I mean, maybe it was a little bit more serious, but usually we tried to find something funny. You can go to comedy clubs with friends. Seek out funny people. Just hang with, with funny people that really um, kind of make you laugh. So there's a lot of different things. Okay, Becky, I'm going to interrupt for just a second. <laughs> You've got to tell, before we run out of time here today, your NASCAR story. Please oh. tell that story. Yeah, it's a fun one. Okay, so when I was going through cancer the second time, um, I was bald-headed. My husband and I went to a wedding down in Las Vegas, and they had the Las Vegas International Raceway out there. And one of the things on my bucket list was always to ride fast in a car. And I wasn't quite sure how all that was going to go if I'd ever have an opportunity. But here there was this coupon to go do a ride-along at Las Vegas International Raceway. And it was it was cool. So my husband went with me and we went out there and we got in line to go do this ride along. And what that means is you get in the car with the driver. You put on the jumpsuit, you put the helmet on and you get in the car. Well, as I'm in line, I'm realizing that to get in the car, there's no doors. There's no door. No, there's no. no door. This is a real legitimate NASCAR. They climb in the window and they go out the window. Oh, dear. And I'm, I'm looking at the size of the window and I'm looking at the size of my behind and I'm thinking, hmm. hmm. <laughs> This math may not work quite right. <laughs> so I kind of just backed out of line and I stood out of line for quite a long time. And in my head, I was picturing getting stuck either going in. Oh, yeah. How embarrassing would that be? Or right now. Yeah. yeah. And I thought, oh, my God, if they can't get me out of this car, I could see getting in, you know, you twist, but getting out, there's not as much room to maneuver. And I thought, oh, this is going to be really, really terrible. And so I decided I wasn't going to do it. Mm -hmm. But I kept watching people going around and I was just, I was so upset with myself because I almost let fear of this embarrassing potential stop me. And all of a sudden something really amazing happened. This guy had gone around the track about four times and he got out, but it took them about 20 minutes to get this guy out of the car. 20 minutes to get out out of of the the window. Yeah. Yeah, and when he finally emerged, and we're all watching, and I'm thinking, oh, my God, see, this is why I'm not doing this, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. what if that was me, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. And so we're all watching, and all of a sudden, this guy emerges from the window, and he's about six foot four, probably weighs about 250, 
Mm-hmm. Big guy, right? Mm-hmm. And I hear this woman's voice over the loudspeaker yell out throughout the entire Las Vegas International Raceway. She yells out, it's a boy. Oh, no. <laughs> and I'm saying to myself, see, that's why I'm not doing this. Because what if that was me? That's my worst nightmare. Not only to get stuck, but then to have the whole world know, know I got it. stuck, right? Mm-hmm. And then something crazy happened. The guy turns and he took a bow. Oh. And everybody started clapping Yay. and cheering. And Yay. I'm thinking, all right. <laughs> if he can do that. And I had a good laugh. I went and got back in line and I said to the lady as she's kind of getting people in and out, I said, So if I get stuck, will you guys help me? She goes, Oh, honey, you're you're a piece of cake. You know, you're not you're a piece of cake. We'll get you in and out. And and they did. And it was the most exciting thing I think I've ever done. We're not on a like it's not Disneyland, you're on a real track and we went 160 miles an hour oh, how exciting around is that? that track four times it was and just crazy. think how exciting that moment was when you were doing that and you almost let fear yes get in your way yes. absolutely yes. instead mm-hmm. of laughing yep. at the situation yep. which yep. you did then eventually i did i did so, and it, that's it amazing changed, it changed everything so it really made a huge difference and um we just we just really really stress how fun it, it Find those things that bring you joy and find a way to do them. If yeah. you like books, even if you're going to be silly, yeah. you know, as adults, it's funny because we kind of think, oh, well, I'm not acting like an adult. I oh, need to, you know, be serious <laughs> about that. And honestly, we just need to look mm-hmm. at children yeah. and act more like children at times right. and really embrace the joy of life and being able to, um, you know, do those things. So even in psychology today, they had some articles, they had some, a lot of really good helpful hints about um, the benefits of laughter. And they actually have physical benefits like uh, boosting your immune system, uh, lowering stress hormones, decreasing pain. Um, it actually relaxes well, your muscles. What do they mean by laugh till it hurts? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, haven't, I mean, how often, I know when you get the giggle sometimes oh. and you're with some girlfriends mm-hmm. and then you don't even know what you're laughing about and you just look at each other and you you just bust out like that time in vegas with with um melissa yeah Yeah, exactly (laughs) i mean it's just one of those things so there are physical benefits there are mental health benefits it adds joy and zest to life Mm -hmm. it eases anxiety and fear um it improves your mood it enhances resilience to things like um, uh, illness and those, mm-hmm. those kinds of things. And of course, there's also social benefits that um, are important. It, it does strengthen your, your relationships, just like um, Melissa was talking about. That connection is so, so important. It, it tracks others to us when we're enjoying life mm-hmm. and, and seeing the funny moments, even when we are going through a, mm-hmm. a difficult time like yep. a, a cancer diagnosis. Absolutely. And it definitely, um, it can diffuse conflict. I mean, how many times are we, again, too serious mm-hmm. about a situation and it gets heated and then somebody cracks a joke and all of a sudden, <laughs> poof, yep. it diffuses the conflict, right? Yeah. So it definitely can make so much difference in our life. And we want to make sure that people understand that um, it really uh, is just changing your perspective. Not everything's funny. Like we said, cancer is not a funny subject. Mm -hmm. It's it can be very scary. Um, But at the same, there's lots and lots of funny moments. So you said something really good that I think that I want to kind of go back to for a minute. We only have a couple minutes left, but I want to just kind of go back to you're talking about 
um, relationships, you know, and, you know, sometimes we have, there's a lot of tension that can happen in a relationship when you're in the midst of something like oh, cancer, yeah. you know, and financial, oh, all kinds oh, of, yeah. all kinds of things. And I think it's really easy for people to believe that if they lighten up, that they're not taking it seriously enough. Yeah. And, and so everybody around them is afraid to, to say, because they don't, they don't want to do the same thing. So right, they're walking on eggshells. They're walking on eggshells. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, just, just picture this. And you, if, if your husband is really being very serious about all of this, and you, you're the spouse, you sneak up behind him with a feather and you tickle him on the ear with a feather, he's going to probably laugh, right? That's going to be a funny moment. He's going to wonder what you want. <laughs> you know, yesterday we talked about hotbeds of cancer. That's not the kind of hotbed I want. But anyway, um, but there's just things that you can do to just lighten the moment. Yeah. You know, a little tickle, um, a little nibble on the ear, whatever, just something to let them know that you're okay with this. And right. you might not be okay with it, but... You're not okay with the cancer and all of that, but, but, you're okay but to together, together yeah. you can get through it to- yeah. together. So yeah. lighten up together, right? Right. Because that's all going to be very, very helpful, you know, in the big thing. Also, when you have, if you have kids, I mean, I, our kids are grown and gone, Sharon's too, but we both have grandkids. Yeah. And crawling around on the floor with them and building little houses and things with them on the floor. Yeah. Being in the moment. That. Yeah. They love mm-hmm. that. Or take some bubbles, get some of those little bubble bottle things, you know, and go outside and blow bubbles with the grandkids, you know, anything that gets you into a place. And when you're with kids and you can play, mm-hmm. you know, playing is, you know, it's hard for us as adults what, to think about going out and playing. But if you got grandkids, it's easy. <laughs> Just get into their world with them for when a minute. When was the last you know? time you got on a swing set at the park? I Every love time that. I'm park. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. again, little things like that can make a big, big difference. Um, finding finding uh, the joy yep. in, in the moment. Yeah, you bet. So it's been a great show, Sharon. Thank you. All of you for listening. Thank you, Melissa. Thanks for being on the show with us. Um, we really do hope that you got something good from the show. We love your feedback. So if you can send your comments to us, uh, for right now, just send them to Becky at breastfriends.org. Let us know what you think. Invite your friends to tune in next week. And we have a great show then, too. Sharon, tell them real quick what we got. Absolutely. Join us again next week um, when we talk about the different stages of the cancer journey and what to expect at each one. And hopefully we'll find those funny moments in that as well. Until then, remember, there's always hope. And we are here to help you find it. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. Please join Sharon Hannafin and Becky Olson again next Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. There is always hope, and we'll help you find it. We'll talk again next time.